what is up, everybody? Thank you uh, for tuning into the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. We're really excited about this new podcast. It's really designed to, to just be very casual, just a couple of leaders at Fathom talking faith, talking life, talking about how we can grow in our faith, where it's really going on between Monday through Saturday, not just on Sunday. So uh, tune in, listen to the conversation, open your heart, and pray that, that this really helps. Welcome, welcome. This is Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in conversation that takes our relationship with God beyond Sunday. Today, we have Pastor Kyle Nelson. What's up? And myself, Jacqueline Covell, Jackie Covell, <laughs> um, community director here at Fathom. Uh, we are so excited that you're here. We're excited that you are listening, and we hope that you have enjoyed the episodes that you've listened to. If this is your first time, we're just glad that you're here, and we're excited that um, you are looking to pursue your relationship beyond Sunday. This week, how are you doing this week? I am I'm doing good. Life is crazy. Both of us, just before we started, we were yeah. just talking about just how much we have going on just in life and ministry and... Mm-hmm you know, taking care of business now, preparing <laughs> for things down the road. Yes. Um, beginning of the year is just a busy time. It's kind of laying out, you know, the tracks for yep. <laughs> uh, getting the train rolling for the year, especially in ministry and leadership. So oh, yeah. heavy in the construction world right now for me. So oh, it's, yeah. it's all, it's all good, but uh, it's wild and crazy. But we're getting we're getting on the road on that construction we stuff, huh? We are. We got some electrical that's happening Woo! next door. We are pumped. <laughs> You're pumped. Yeah, it's that's good, exciting. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Going to be a lot more action over the next, uh, you know, few weeks. So that'll be really good. Good stuff. I know. I know. All of our family is excited. They're, yeah. They're, all the kids are like, "When are we doing this? When is it happening?" Yeah, <laughs> I know. We're all we're all waiting. We're close. Yep. We're closer than we've ever been. Woohoo! Yeah. So that's right. That's super exciting. Indeed. Indeed. Um, well, if you've been joining us in fasting and uh, or joining us in the reading or both, like we're we're glad that you're engaged in that. It is it is so um, important. It's so moving to be a part of a fast, especially when you're you're engaging in scripture with that fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, during this fast, we're doing a Bible study called Soul Detox, and over the last couple of weeks, you've done a few. You've done sermons that also kind of coincide with what we're doing in our scripture reading during the week. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been pretty cool. Do you want to give them kind of a recap? Yeah. I've just always had this image. I wanted to, to make one of these big things. I couldn't figure out where to get one, but I wanted a big like foam heart Mm -hmm. that I could just like (laughs) dip in like all the disgusting, like disgusting (laughs) filth. And then just wring it out. You know, that's kind of been the image um, that I have. And you know, like when you clean a paintbrush, I hate cleaning paintbrushes. Like I I need to do some painting tomorrow afternoon after I I get down to the church. I I need to to do some, but I hate cleaning the paintbrushes because like it's not just the tips, you know, to really clean it. You've got to clean it and you got to sit there for a while and really rinse it out. And I think that's kind of what we're doing (laughs) right now as we're... yes. Hey, we're not just fasting for a day or two. Um, we're spending weeks. Um, we're not just hearing a message about getting our heart right. We're actually reading day after day yes. about wringing our heart out before the Lord. And um, <laughs> tonight we're going to be in prayer and worship and just wringing our heart yep. out, you know, before the Lord. So, um, yeah, we've been talking about um, just 
detoxing the soul that we're, we're, we're not a body with a soul, but we're a soul with a body. And uh, a lot of our hearts are heavy. Our souls mm-hmm. are heavy. Um, some of our souls are restless. Yeah. And, and God has a rest for that. God has a, a lightness he wants, uh, a weight taken off of us. Uh, and this coming week, we're going to talk about the tortured soul. Um, mm-hmm. t- tortured souls. Tortured by our sin, um, mm-hmm. by our shame, by our guilt. Um, oh, that's and how good. that's not God's plan for our life. So, yeah, that's kind of what we've been <laughs> been tracking with. Just Teaser. God working in the heart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. that's going to be good. I mean, I feel like so many people can resonate with that. That's yeah. That's that's some tough stuff. Shame yeah. and guilt. That's it a struggle. Is indeed. It is indeed. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we've been talking, we've we've gotten to see a lot about broken relationships and how. Um, just words and our, um, how believers can be a part of those broken relationships, how, Mm. how we as people, um, sometimes inadvertently create broken relationships and sometimes purposely Mm -hmm. add to broken, the brokenness. Bridge burned. Oh yes. (laughs) Walked out of a meeting. Bridge officially burned. (laughs) We're not going back that way. (laughs) You know, and, and it got me wondering, like, what, what is our role as believers? You know, what is our role as people who claim to be, who claim to want to be like Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, what is our role in mending those broken relationships? Um, seeing mm. people, you yeah. know, not. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um from a scriptural standpoint, it's, I wouldn't say it's complex, but there's a duality to it that yeah. we've got to kind of understand. I I heard, um, to illustrate what you're saying, I heard a pastor recently say a lot of our kitchen tables have become walls mm-hmm. um, where even a married couple who don't see eye to eye politically um, or what's supposed to happen with the economy yeah. or the mask situation, COVID and how they feel about, you know what I mean? Like there's just walls going up everywhere. Yep. Um, I mean, social media is, has now turned into just like TV media where it's like you've got your liberal media over here and your conservative media over here and nobody yep. has friends. You can't oh. have friends that disagree with you on anything. It's just ridiculous all this yeah madness um that's taken place it's crazy um, of this and so it is a pertinent topic it's an important topic that we all feel and so asking what our role is um in these relationships um i think is there's like i said it's dualistic in nature i think one side of it is what jesus says in his sermon on the mount um, mm-hmm. Was it here that we were talking about Sermon on the Mount last week? Or no, that was a prayer teaching I did. Sorry. Okay, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I did the prayer teaching on YouTube. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, Jesus said, blessed in the, in the Beatitudes, blessed are the peacemakers, for they be, shall be called the, the sons of God or the children of God. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're peacemakers. And, and you talk about this a lot, just that peacemaking and peacekeeping is very different and yep. you know in another in another situation so jesus says we're we're called to be that and we're blessed if we do that we're we're, we're recognized as god's children when we're bringing people together not dividing them right not 
just keeping our peace and, and kind of hiding the truth in order to make everybody happy. But no, no, we're going to work to mend some relationships. We're actually going to call somebody and say, hey, l- let's talk this out. I know we disagree on this, but mm-hmm. but we can still be friends. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I'm not going to hold that against you. I hope that we can actually continue in relationship and... Um, and I'm not ready to move on this. I'm guessing you're not ready to move on this either, but we can still keep a friendship here and, and be peaceable yeah. and, and move our nation one conversation at a time away from this kind of divisive, polar, divisive, polarized world to, you know, um, something that's a, a little more pleasant to be in, Yeah, <laughs> you know, to put it very mildly, you know, yes. I think the calling and the goal is way higher than that, but I just kind of giving us yeah. a starting point, <laughs> you yeah. know, a small, possibly. Right. Goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's feel that. And I think that the other side of that is just the reality that the truth is offensive and, um, we can fight for peace. We can work to make peace but mm-hmm. there's there's two sides of that camp, you know. Yeah, and every, absolutely. Like both parties, whether you are one of those parties or you're working to bring two other parties together in prayer or, you know, in a marriage or in a small group or a team or yeah. uh, coworkers or siblings, whatever, husband and wife, um, it's it takes two. It takes two to tango. And so um, even Jesus, I mean, just to he's not talking out of the other side of his mouth. He's, he's speaking about this divisive nature when they said, you know, um, he said the son of man, you know, um, um, gosh, I I just lost the quote, but basically, um, that, that the the truth is is divisive and, Mm -hmm. Uh, he he did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Right. There it is. He didn't come to bring peace, but a sword to set father against mother, or to get father against son and mother against daughter. Like right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so that and so it seems very it counter to what we feels very counter. Yeah, you know, and so that's the dualistic nature that I'm talking about. Isn't uh, that so, God? Though, like, there, it's never just as simple as we'd like to think mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. It, there's always a, there's always a, there's a depth. To yeah. It. There's, there's complexity to it mm-hmm. because God is not, he's not as, as one line thinking as we are. Yeah, totally. Cause one of those would just be easy. Yeah. Like let's absolutely. just make everybody happy all the time, mm-hmm. you know, devoid of what is true and what is right and what is offensive, but it's true. You right. Know. I'm actually using a, I don't want to get into it. No, never mind. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just using something that somebody said to me a long time ago that was offensive and it got me really mad. And I said something really nasty to him. I want to tell the story on Sunday. Um, but it listen was offensive. next, but it was true, but it was true, you know, mm-hmm. and I needed to hear that truth. Yeah. And, and all these years later, I'm not hurting because of what they said. I'm hurting because of what I said in that moment, you know, yes. because of what they said is true. And so, you That's, know, it's hard. It's yeah. hard because we have to be surrounded by people who will tell us the truth. Yeah. Even that hard truth that cuts, you mm-hmm. know, because we need that cutting. Mm-hmm. We need that pruning because if not, those those dead pieces will remain yeah. and they'll infect the rest of us. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people, I, I just start to think like, what are the questions people I've heard from people um, over the past year mm-hmm. as m- much of this has hit, hit like a fever pitch yeah. in the political um, spectrum as well as um, 
you know, all the other ones yeah. <laughs> that are taking place. And it's like, like a lot of people just don't know how to like turn down their anger because they feel like the other person is ignorant. Yes. And everyone is just convinced that they're right, you know? And I think like, so where do we start with that? Well, let's start with this. None of us are righteous in our own. Amen. So let's start here. If you want to like begin to turn down that anger that you can't even enter into a conversation with someone or can't be around someone who thinks differently, let's just put this at the center of the table. Neither of us are perfectly righteous. Amen. And so there is a possibility that both of us are wrong. Yes. I mean, this is what, and here's what's been putting this boiling on the the stove for a long time is um, pluralism. It's this thought that everybody can be right and everybody's truth leads to God. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Oprah started this a long time ago and she got crap about it. And then now it's this whole societal thing. She didn't start pluralism for crying out loud, but you know what I mean? (laughs) She just really highlighted it. Yeah. I mean, she was a public figure in America Mm -hmm. that really just kept saying, you just need to do your own way to God, you know, and everybody embraced this own right in their own eyes. And, and when we've done that, we've denied that actually, you know, one of my favorite Robbie Zacharias quotes and I still just saddened over his passing but um you know his illustration of just how he described absolute truth it's like it's like looking at this this paint color in here and you know you can say it's red and I can say it's blue and it's it's neither red nor blue we don't have red or blue walls right in here but thank goodness um (laughs) we can both be wrong it's right we are both wrong if that's the case yeah but we both can't be right because they're not blue and red. It's one color. Right. You know, um, and it's, it's a philosophical law. It's the law of non-contradiction. Mm-hmm. Two things that are true can't contradict each other. So if you, if you said the wall is red and I said it's blue, we both can't be right. It's the law of non they, it's right. contradicts. Because a wall is a wall and oh, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you could have like a, a spotted wall or something, but that's not what we're talking about, you know? Um, <laughs> So that's what's been boiling. And I think it's getting back and putting it at the center of the table. I'm not perfectly righteous. I don't have it all figured out. And mm-hmm. a big old spoonful of humility. Absolutely. And I think what's happened, and it's, I think it's only making people more bitter and more angry, is people keep getting served humble pie um, and it's a bitter taste. It's not a sweet taste. Um, but if we'll choose to take that and get ourselves back in the place that we should, oh, I should have made an idol out of this person. I, I, I kind of jumped too early on this ideology and didn't really mm-hmm. research the scriptures on it. Didn't really research it, period. Um, and then we end up getting served humble pie and then it just makes us more mad and we feel like we've got to defend ourselves even more and fight even harder right. to overcome where we were wrong or where we messed up mm-hmm. or where the person that we're holding up on a pedestal, whoever they might be, got it wrong. You know, and then we're in this well, what's, even more. What's the underlying what's the underlying thing there? What's the thing that's actually stirring up that anger? Like it's pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean that's really like I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. I mean, 
that's what's really keeping us in that that having to be right is is if I'm wrong then I look bad or if I'm wrong then I you know then everything that I believed is now shaken yeah pride is I've said for many many years it's the first sin and I believe it'll be the last yes you know it is what Mm -hmm. you know threw Satan out of heaven Lucifer out of heaven and uh, and one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. It is a posture of humility. It is. Um, and it's at the core of all sins, I really believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, there, there's so much to that. We, we've got to deal with pride. And pride is connected to anger. Absolutely. Absolutely. It really is. Um, I, I, you know, you can't claim to be the most humble person. And I, I'm definitely not doing that. But I know I've grown in humility. Um, I can just think back to the time I was a very young man and I was full of pride. I mean, mm-hmm. like, ridiculous. If people think I'm prideful now, I'm like, you should have seen me then. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have no idea. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, isn't that pride is pride is one of those things that are, it's like cooked in youth. But I had <laughs> ridiculous anger issues. Mm. You know, I just did. Um, and it, and it wasn't until surrendering to Christ fully and humbling myself at the foot of the cross that the, that those chains begin to break. You know, I had to take off the grave clothes for many years, you know, still shaking some of them off on some days. They just want to throw themselves back on. I've taken them off, but, um, I, it's deeply connected to anger. Yeah. Pride and pride and anger deeply connected. And so that's something for us to think about. If yeah. we find ourselves in that place that we're just constantly angry, we got to slow down and um, remember that it's right God's righteousness and his truth that we cling to, not our home. Right. Absolutely. So we've talked about now kind of how these relationships have been broken, mm-hmm. you know, like what has brought us brokenness, the, the topics that kind of keep us separated. Um, but how, and, and we've talked about the, the fact that it's not simple, like there's no simple answer to this, but, but how in your own life do you find yourself mending the things that are already broken? That maybe, maybe the things that you've had a hand in breaking or the things that you didn't have any control over and they're broken. Like, how do you, how do you find ways to, to bridge those gaps that Um, might be Wider than I, I don't know if this will be helpful or not, but this is just where I'm going to go with it because it's where I feel like I practice this the most because okay. they know me the most and see me the most, and it's with my family. Of course, I feel like, like that's my, the, probably my the best immediate place. family. It's it's really good training ground for this, mm-hmm. um, and and maybe this is just a good connection for some of us to think about that where. And it all it all goes back to love, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's why the next series we're going to is about all about love. Amen. <laughs> Come on, all we need is love, and we're getting back to it. Um, it really is because with the people I love, I want to work it out. Yes. You know, I want to peacemake. I'm gonna. Oh, that's that's man, a if, rough one right there. If I've offended my wife, 
Like I can't think, I can't move. If I really, I, I'm honestly like, like that with anybody. If I've offended them, I just, I do. I don't like to offend people. Yep. I probably do every single time I open my mouth, but <laughs> I don't want to, you know, it's just yep. like we said, the truth is offensive yep. and, and I'm not, not always, you know, righteous, you know, right. As Absolutely. I just said, um, but I, I want to work it out, um, because I love her and, because I want, I'm, I'm planning to be with her my entire life until I die. She's stuck with me. <laughs> and so I'm going to work it out. We're going to yeah. talk through it. And I'm going to be a peacemaker. Um, I think it just boils down to love. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I, I got a lot more I can say on that. I just think it boils down to that. I think that that resonates more deeply than anything else I can give you. Yeah. Is how much do I love this person? And again, let's let's get back to just the definition of love. It's not... It's not just a feeling. Yes. It's a thoughtful, committed action of which the body of Christ is called to exemplify. For every human being. For everything. Yeah, yeah. for every single human being. Not just the people who treat us right. Yes. Bless those who persecute you, Jesus said. Yes. You know, um, love your enemies. See, and that's the thing. In the Old Testament, it was eye for an eye. Yep. Because we were all based on the law. No, we, we, they were taught love. Israel was taught love and loving one another and loving neighbor, you know, as yourself. Like that was in there. But loving your enemy, Jesus just turned the heat up. Yep. So that's all we need to know. Yeah. Um, And we don't like that. We don't like that because it's hard. It makes us deal with our crap. It makes us deal with our pride, our anger. Mm -hmm. And we know it's messy down there. Yes. And so I would just say this, don't put your gloves on, you know, um, just get down into it of your heart. That mud of your heart uh, needs to be dealt with. That's something that needs to be that big foam heart. I talked about, it needs to be, it needs to be squeegeed out and cleaned out the inside of that brush deep down. There's paint stuck in there that you're just going to have to take a few more minutes. Yeah. You're going to have to take a few more weeks and just let God keep working in this. And you're going to be a different person. You're going to be lighter. You're going to be happier. Yes. You're going to be more free than you've ever been. Um, because you're genuinely loving people now. Not just because they agree with you. Because they talk like you or think like you or look like you. Mm-hmm. You're loving them genuinely out of how much God loves you. And that's the basis of all of our love. We love because he first loved us. Yes. So. Amen. Well, (laughs) I think that's a great place to Mm. stop. Um, I pray that you guys are having an amazing week, that you've gotten something out of this and that the Lord just moves on you to love people this Mm. week, to, to be that tangible representation of God's love in this world, because it's, it's, it's a dark place right now. Mm. And God's got so much he wants to pour out for his people and for those who don't know him. And so we just pray that you are in the middle of that this week and that you find God in the midst of all of this. And so we love you guys. We pray that you continue to listen and you continue to share this with your friends. And we will talk to you next week.